Rice Dinosaurs all over the world. That's right. We're worldwide this year. Quinn, I'm looking at you. Uh, it is time. The third season of Rice Dynasty is upon us. The 2020 season is here. We just finished the draft about an hour ago. Me and Michael have been sitting on the Zoom call um, pondering who our power rankings, our draft grades, who's going to win in week one. I mean, those are the three things. Where it's a jam-packed episode, Michael, and I'm, I'm so excited for the for the season to start. Now. Holy shit! Oh, I'm so excited. I think everyone knows that I've been waiting all summer for this. We haven't really gotten sports this year, um, with everything going on, and you know, we just finished the draft. Uh, you know, people made some big moves. I made a big move just now, and gosh, it's. Uh, it's nerve-wracking, but it's it's also really exciting. I'm super excited for the season to get going Thursday because I'm in Houston and I will be waiting outside NRG Stadium for Clyde Edwards-Alaire to be walking in. I'll be like, Clyde, I love you, but only if you score three touchdowns this week. So <laughs> I will be so ready. Um, yeah, we had a really interesting draft just finish up. So I think what we're going to do to kick off the season, we're going to go through and give draft grades for every single team. And Exciting. then we'll uh, give the inaugural power rankings of season three and followed up with uh, predicting our week one matchups because we're one week away. Yeah, it's time. It's time. We're literally, we're, we're almost there. One week from today, I will be sitting on the couch watching football. And that's crazy. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It so. is. Okay, John, I went down the line. Um, yeah, in terms of, I went in order. Yeah, I went in order. Um, not based on how people picked, but how they were listed. Because basically no one had their own picks, which is amazing i love that literally the entire first round yeah. <laughs> all the picks were traded all of them. um so yeah we'll just start with tom um so if you look at tom what he did in his draft tom selected swift acres burrow Pittman jr kj hamler and Keyshawn vaughn i uh, traded vaughn to me for 10 bucks so john <laughs> what grade did you give tom for his draft I gave Tom so in go for context. I the the draft grades are not only based off of the players they chose, but obviously who chose them, um, what their situation was, and how they got here. Obviously, Tom tanked last year. He could have had number one at one point. He had number one overall pick and and traded it to Michael. Um, I forget the trade again now, but it was, he uh, yeah picks four and five, which I had for pick one and pick 11 okay um and i I still me and michael were talking about it i do think he got the worst end of that worst end of that trade in my opinion um i don't know as the offseason has gone on i think i I already didn't like swift because of where he landed detroit and as the offseason went on and on like i liked him less and less with every piece of news we were hearing about injuries and all this stuff and now adrian peterson picked up this morning um not a huge fan of swift so 
I really would have rather had Clyde Edwards Hiller there, um, for sure. <laughs> I, I much would have rather had him. Um and then Akers, I think is a good pick. I like Akers. Um don't like Burrow at at nine is when he took Burrow. I really d- he had another pick um like almost immediately after this. And he, I think he was scared Alex was gonna take Burrow. I don't think Alex would have taken Burrow. And I don't think Chris would have taken Burrow. So I think he could have taken him later and gotten rugs, possibly, which would have been great. Um I like Pittman a lot too though. I, I think Pittman's a, a good pick. Hamler's a good pick. So I mean I gave him a B minus. Only because I don't like his trade down. I I just don't I I don't like Swift at all. Um and he could have had CAH, who I like so much. I way, way better than Swift. So I gave yeah. him a B minus. Okay. I um you know, actually as you were talking, I upgraded his grade. And I think that's funny mm. because everything you said was mostly negative. But I sat here <laughs> and I thought, um, and I'm looking down Tom's team, and as I look at his running back depth, um, he's starting Mark Ingram as his second running back. How many weeks does he have Mark Ingram left in this season? Like he might only have, he might have four weeks. He could have 12 weeks. I don't know. I mean, he could have him for the whole year. But now that I'm thinking about it more and more, like, yes, Clyde is, we think he's the obvious guy, but a lot of times we don't really know with these rookies. It's We're still kind of guessing. I mean, last year, everyone was all over David Montgomery. That's me. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> and I gave up way too much draft capital to go get him. Um, and I could have just had Miles Sanders at the third spot. But we're, so, yes, we don't really know. He's getting two running backs instead of one. And the more I think about the Burrow pick, if I'm looking at it, for me personally, I don't love Ruggs or Jefferson, who would have been the picks there. So to go and get Pittman at uh, 12 instead, that's pretty equal to me. And he made sure that he got Joe Burrow. Like you said, he probably would not have gotten, or he probably would have gotten Burrow at 12 anyway. Um, but yeah, I didn't mind that. Uh And K.J. Hamler in the third round, that's probably where he should go. Uh, Not bad. If I'm looking at the people that went after him, I'm kind of like, yeah, that's about right. Like, nothing wrong with that. And then Keyshawn Vaughn in the fourth, I think that was kind of a steal. Um, We know that he doesn't really have a whole lot of uh, playing time ahead of him this year. But he was still an early third-round pick. So I traded 10 bucks over to Tom just to stash him on my bench. We'll see what he turns into. So I actually gave him a B. Um... I think he did fine. Uh, I didn't really incorporate the Clyde Edwards-Alaire trade, but even doing so, I didn't think it was that bad because he did. Um, he got more depth, and that's when he needs a running back if Mark Ingram's your second guy because we don't know. He could be out week one, and then now you need to plug in these rookies. So not bad. Not bad. And um, we'll get more into team grades afterwards, but what would you think of Alex's draft? Uh, Alex's draft, that was pretty good, actually. Obviously, this is... <laughs> In comparison to all the drafts we sat through with Alex before where, you know, I mean, he's been good at drafting, though, obviously. He's had some awful draft picks in the past, but the first team he drafted, like, would have been nuts if he kept everyone at this point. We always talk about that. Uh, but I thought he had a good draft. He That's some good research. I, I like, I, I think Ruggs is a good pick, good pick there. Obviously, Tom taking Burrow let him get that. Um I like Dylan, Packers running back. Uh, I think Kelly's a pretty nice pick, too. Um, back up for Eckler this year. 
Um, don't know anything about Devin, but um, I thought I, I gave Alex a nice B here. I thought he had a pretty fine draft. Um, I think it was mostly in comparison to what I thought he was going to do. Sure. What, what grade did you give Tom? You gave him a B, B minus. minus. Okay. Um, Alex, in my opinion, I don't think this is, I mean, maybe this is shocking. I gave him the highest grade in the draft. I thought wow. Alex had the best draft of anybody based on where he picked. If I look at mm. Alex's needs, um, Ruggs will step in and probably play for him immediately. The smart thing that Alex did is he sat at 10 and he said, I'm probably not going to be able to get a running back here for the value that it's worth. And I think that was extremely smart. He didn't take running back, which is obviously what he needs, but he waited till his second pick and he got AJ Dillon, who probably won't play much this year, or at least won't be viable for fantasy. But he, like the draft, the Packers took a second round pick with him. So next year when Aaron Jones is gone, because this is the last year of his contract, Dylan's the guy, and that's a really nice pick. That's a stash pick. And then Josh Kelly, who came out as we were drafting, that he's kind of in a one-two with Eckler. Like, I've heard nothing but great things about Josh Kelly. I think that's a steal for him. Like, you look at the draft board and you say, oh, that's about where he should go. But I think Kelly might have even been able to go a few spots higher. He's right there with A.J. Dillon with me. Um, so that was really nice. And then Devin Duvernay, um, I know there's not a whole lot out about him, but to me with the Ravens taking him in the third round, that tells me they're not satisfied with Miles Boykin, RIP, who's on my team. Um, <laughs> but Duvernay is a really nice player out of Texas. He's a big kid. He's really fast. I think he's going to start right away. And who knows? That's a really nice flyer with who was there. Like, if he could have got yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn there, that would have been great. So I gave him an A. That's the best draft of anybody, in my opinion. Nice. Wow. Top really drafter. Happy, really happy for Alex. I was thrilled nice. with what he did. I mean, always good to see Alex on top. We never do. No. So. so best draft, Alex. Nice. Um, and Quite. I don't know what he did. I mean, we didn't even include, <laughs> I guess, his trades because he no. he obviously should have had like the second pick at some point. I I don't know what happened. No, there, but that's but not like you can't control that before today. <laughs> like I'm just going based yeah. on to, excuse me, today. Very true. Yeah. So uh, Quinn is next. Quinn didn't have that many picks either. He had three, only two of his own, um, and then he got Chris's in the fourth round. Uh, got. T. Higgins, Antonio um, Golden Gandy, or Gandy Golden. <laughs> um, and then Quintez uh, Cephas, good old Detroit Lions wide receiver. Um, and I think he had a pretty good draft, too. I gave Quinn a B as well um, with what he, I mean, he didn't have as many picks as some people. And I think he had some pretty good value picks from for where they were at. Um, I like T. Higgins. And um, Gandy Golden's a good pick, too. I think wide receiver three on that depth chart right now so yeah um and then cephas could possibly step up too obviously yeah uh, i know lines have pretty good wide receivers but he could possibly take over at some point yeah i mean for the third to last or second to last third to last pick in yeah. the draft i think cephas was a very solid selection like it's not bad um I liked the antonio gandy golden pick i think in the fourth round that's a really nice value uh he's a guy that Washington was obviously very high on and then T Higgins kind of fell into Quinn's lap so while he didn't have to do a ton in this draft I thought the two picks that he had in Higgins and Gandy Golden were very smart picks so I gave him a B plus one of the higher grades 
Um, and then Nick. Um, so go ahead, nice. Chase. Uh, Nick had a great draft. Um, I think eventually trading up to get Rager. He didn't even have a first round, I think, at the start of this. Um, and he traded a... Um, he got he got like the end of the first round and then eventually got up to eight um, to get Rhaegar, which is great. I think Rhaegar is a great pick. I think Mims is also a fantastic pick, especially at that spot. Um, maybe even taken maybe even would have taken Mims over Tegans if I were at Quint. But um, and he and he's a Jets fan, so of course he, he's he's loving the the old Mims pick there. Um, I thought, yeah, I I really liked his draft, especially since he basically just had no picks going into this because I remember from the draft he just had nothing um, and he turned Russell Wilson which he was lucky to get into into something good here I think um, I gave him what I gave him an A minus good I um, I gave Nick a B um, I thought every pick he made made, made sense uh, he didn't make any he didn't do anything like game changing uh, but he wasn't like I thought the Mims pick um you know, I thought there were a few guys that could have gone there. Like, I liked Chenault a little bit better than Mims, but Mims is also, uh, you know, he graded out better in terms of his draft profile, so I get it. Um, similar situations, both not being high-powered offenses, so that pick was kind of, you could have gone either way with that, but him being a Jets fan, obviously, I think, pushed him yeah. towards that. <laughs> um, Rager was smart at, uh, what was that, pick eight? Yeah, yep. Ra- Rager's who I would have gone with despite the injury at this point. Um, and I think Nick kind of knew that going in. So that was smart. And the Michael P Ryan, I think that's a fine pick. Um, again, you're in the later fourth round, you're going for upside. Um, you're going for a guy that could take over if bell gets potentially traded, which has popped up here and there. So I gave Nick a B, um, pretty good, you know, did a good job, nothing game changing, but pretty solid. Um, all right. Next up's Grant. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> um, who? There's one pick here that kind of confused. I I'm not that high on Jalen Hurts. Um, so you know, I think that's a decent pick. But but his other picks, I'm 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 for here. I'm, I I think Zach Moss is pretty good. Um, and obviously, like Devin Singletary, he's he's the number one guy there, and he he's looked good at times. But I don't think he's like, I don't think he has solidified himself as a really good RB one for the bills quite yet. So I think there will be chances possibly for Zach Moss to step up into that role if he does well enough. Um, and then who else pick Gabriel Davis, who's um, don't know anything about him, but apparently he shined in his first camp, according to sleeper. Um, he was a fourth no rounder as well. Yeah, I, I don't and, know. And, <laughs> and then uh, Albert. Albert. Albert o. O. He's supposed to be, according to, um, according to Michael, he's supposed to be pretty good. So I'll take Michael's word on it. Um, but I gave Grant um, a B minus because I'm not a big fan of the Davis or Hertz. But I am. A, I like Moss and Albert picks. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I think Moss was a solid pick. I think Gibson was the clear pick there. If you were going running mm-hmm. back, the fact that he was yeah. still on the board, I think, is crazy. Um, with AP getting traded. I mean, I think that was... I'm going to hype him up now that I 
that I have. Now that you have them. Now that I have them. I'm sorry to everybody who I kind of lied to and said, no, Gibson's a gadget guy, which he might be. But I I think they made a very clear statement when they cut Adrian Peterson. And Adrian Peterson even said afterwards, he was like, I guess they like Gibson more than me. So I don't know. Um, Hmm. But, yeah, I think Moss is fine. I think, you know, I think I'd take him over Dylan probably because everything that's coming out of camp in Buffalo is telling me that – Moss might actually take over as the starter as well as Singletary did last year. Um, So that's a fine pick. It's not great. Jalen Hurts made no sense to me. I'm going to just bash this pick. (laughs) This is a terrible pick. This was an awful pick. Van Jefferson's still on the board. Devin Duvernay's still on the board. Like, I I don't love Anthony McFarlane, but he's fine. Darrington Evans, same thing. Like, you have running back value on the board. You need running back. Like, and you have better players. Like, Justin Herbert would have been a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. Like, yeah. I don't understand. He's going to be a starter. Like, Jalen Hurts isn't going to start for maybe ever. So I don't understand. He doesn't belong on a roster. Like, I, I like yeah, Jalen Hurts. Yet. He's a nice guy, but, you know, <laughs> know him well personally. We've gotten drinks a few times, but, uh, no, not a good pick. That was a bad pick. Um, Gabriel Davis, yeah, I mean, you know, you're just shooting for upside. And if a guy's had a good camp and you want to take him in the fourth round, that's fine. I have no problems with that. Um as much as I like Albert O, I think, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if he deserves a roster spot over James Robinson um, at that pick. So I actually gave Shakey a C-, minus, mostly because of the Jalen Hurts pick. Uh, that was – Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> Jalen I'm trying Hurts to, I'm trying hurts. to be really brutal here. Um, but, I, again, I didn't mind the Moss pick, but all his other picks I didn't love where they were at. So – I think Alberto yeah. would have been a free agent acquisition, but not shouldn't have been drafted. So, yeah, I mean, you can't blame him. It's it's super. You you look at these players and you you think, oh, this isn't that important. Like, I don't know any of these fucking people. Right. <laughs> um, but for someone like Shaky, who who is taking over, obviously, rost a combination of two rosters that had so many retired players on them. Um, <laughs> Like these players actually do matter for him because he can stash them. He has room. So whereas me, I had to literally drop Herbert or trade him to Michael because I was going to have to drop Herbert. Like I don't have that much room for these people, which sucks for me. <laughs> so seeing people like, like I, I wish these, I wish shaky. I wish all these people would take full advantage of this because <laughs> Because I, I can't do anything with mine. I should have just traded some some of my picks, is what I'm realizing. Probably. Uh, That's okay. Um, but next is you, Michael, who um, I gave you a nice nice little A-. minus. Um, oh, wow. Because, I mean, you had four picks, and three of them were the, <laughs> were the first three picks in the draft. Yeah. Um, and I think you picked the three right guys, in my opinion. Um, in the, the only right debatable. Order. No. It was <laughs> but, the correct order. <laughs> obviously, for Dynasty, Dobbins is the right pick um, over over Akers or Swift, even though both of those guys might be going over Dobbins in redraft because Dobbins is behind Ingram this year. Um, Taylor and CEH, obvious first two um, off the board. And I think th- I, I, Michael's strategy, obviously, was trade a bunch of his players here to... Uh, get these top three picks. And honestly, he kept some really good players while doing so. His team is stacked now. Um, 
even though it's not it's not hard to to screw up the first three picks in the draft, he definitely didn't. Um, I still think he had a good draft. Just just props to Michael for all his trades before this. I think these, I think going all in on Ch Taylor Dobbins will end up being great for him in the end. I don't know if it'll work out this year um, for a championship, but if not, like next year it should. <laughs> next year he should be there again. So. It's great for his dynasty value, and Chenault is a great pick too. So, yeah, I um, wow, I appreciate you tooting my horn, so I didn't have to do it. But no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, obviously, I was really happy to get these three picks. I gave away a lot of pieces to do it, but kept my core together. So, if I could do that, I was really happy with it. Um, yeah, I got the three guys who I love their situation, and I love the players themselves. So, I was. Uh, ready to pull the trigger whenever I could. Um, I gave myself a B. That includes the Chenault take and the Gibson trade for me. So I just traded Gibson mm, for my first Gibson next year. As well. I included that. So I gave myself a B because I thought the th- first three picks were pretty obvious. So again, I'm just doing it based on what I did today. Um, mm-hmm. Gibson for a first might have been a little bit of a reach. I'm playing for upside here. I think Gibson is in a decent situation in Washington where he is clearly the guy. Um this might be a little bit too nerding out here, but he had a, you know, he's a big dude. Um, Gibson is, hold on, let me pull it up. He is six foot two twenty eight, so that's a pretty large man, and he ran a four three nine forty. Do you know the only other running back in the draft who ran a sub four forty, four four? No. Jonathan no, Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. He was the only other player that ran sub four four. So I was very high on Gibson and. Like I said, Washington getting rid of AP told me this is where they want to go. So I'm taking a risk, and I'm going to shoot for the stars here, and we'll see. I like Chenault. Uh, the situation's not great, but he was going to be a top 10 pick before he got abdominal surgery. And after his abdominal surgery, he still did the combine, which probably wasn't smart. But I think he's pretty well healed, and we'll see how he does. Nice. Um, now, Anthony. Anthony. Uh, I thought Anthony's draft was pretty good. He was able to get Gibson at the spot that he did, and he got value out of Gibson, in my opinion, and getting a first-rounder next year. Um, I, I don't know if Gibson's going to work out. I am kind of sketchy on it, just because it's the uh, not the Redskins, the Washington football team. Um, that's my biggest concerns with Gibson so far. But um, obviously AP's putting up numbers on the Washington football team. Um there are other running backs, but I think Anthony owning. Um, now I can't even remember his name. Whoever was the running back that was oh, injured um, this whole career. What's his name? Geis. <laughs> Darius Geis. Darius Geis. Yeah, so I, I imagine, I imagine Anthony. <laughs> that's probably a big reason why he was fine with trading Gibson because yeah, I probably because he owned guys for a while. I own, I drafted guys and traded him to Anthony, and then Anthony just like kept him for a very long time before he's just like, okay, well, gonna get no value out of this. Drops him. Um, you got McFarland Jr., who's a Steeler, I believe. Yeah, so that's a obviously a homer pick from Anthony. He loves Steelers players because he lives in Pittsburgh right now. Right. Um. Troutman is a good pick. Didn't know about this guy until today, but apparently pretty good pick right behind Jared Cook and and looking good so far, apparently. So don't know anything about DJ Dallas. That's a fourth round pick, though. Um, I guess if 
Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson don't work out, though, he'll be there for the Seahawks. And Rashad Penny. And Rashad Penny, sorry. Um, I gave Anthony a B plus. Um, I, I don't know what I think Troutman will work out for him. I don't know about McFarland or Dallas. And then I do. I think the best. I like his trade Gibson for first rounder. So yeah, B plus. I know you liked that trade. Um, I gave him a B plus for it too because I think on paper he wins that trade. Um, I really yeah. do, and I still did it. But uh, you know, I play for home runs. Um, no, I thought the Gibson pick was great. Great value. You joked that he should go at, at the end of the first round, and I think you were right. I think you should have. I was. <laughs> you were joking, or were you serious? I was. Uh, no, I was. I was joking. But then, as the d- days went on, I was like, "Well, he probably should actually. He's like yeah. a starting running back now." Right. So, <laughs> but we've talked about Antonio Gibson enough. I promise this will be mostly the end of that. Um, no, I thought the McFarland pick is fine. Um, you know, he's an high upside play, and Anthony needs running backs. Like, that's what he needs. He doesn't need wide receiver depth. He's got a ton of that. So mm-hmm. um, I thought McFarland and DJ Dallas were some of my late, my favorite later round running backs. And then I'll say this. Adam Troutman, you may look at that on paper and think, what the heck, why didn't Cole Komet go off the board? Or why didn't, like, one of the other tight ends, like Troutman was lower. But Adam Troutman will end up being the steal of the draft. We will look back in a few years, and Adam Troutman will be like a top 10, top 5 tight end, and everyone's going to be like, what the heck? How did Anthony just take him like he did with uh, freaking Nick Chubb? Like, it'll be the same thing. (laughs) I promise you it it will be the same thing. Troutman is a great pick. Uh, I really wanted him in that Gibson trade, and Anthony was like, ah, that's a little too much. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Everyone else might say it's not, but he's right. It is. He's absolutely right. So I gave uh, Anthony a B plus because I think the trade was good. So I actually graded him out better than me. Nice. Um, yeah. And he's got Jared Cook, old tight end in front of him too. So oh, he has Jared soon. Cook. That that makes a lot of sense. Does Anthony have Jared Cook? I was just saying Troutman no, has Jared Chris, Cook. No, Chris has Oh, Jared. Yeah, Cook. Chris has Jared. Oh, okay. Cook. I was going to say that would have made so much more sense. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But still, not. I still love the pick. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Still a good pick. Um, next is Chris, who um, had five picks this year, second most. Tom had the most picks. Um, he took all wide receivers. I, he took all wide receivers, <laughs> which is fun. Um, but I think Chris had a pretty good draft, and I, I think a lot of it was because. I think he was just taking advantage, like especially with Brandon Ayuk, who went third round, which is nuts. Um, getting being able to get Ayuk in that round is nuts. Um, really, really good job by Chris there. Love CD Lamb. I'm a fan of Justin Jefferson. I know um, Michael's a fan of some other wide receivers over him, but I like Justin Jefferson. Um, yeah, I, I like Chris's wide receivers here. I, I think two or three of them are bound to work out pretty well for him at least. So I gave him an A. Yep. I, uh, I agree with you. Chris had one of the best drafts, not as good as, An- as Alex is. So I gave him an A minus, but CD lamb, love CD lamb. He's my favorite player, um, favorite wide receiver in the draft by far. Um, you know, you're, you're right that I don't love Justin Jefferson, but I think when I see him go at like eight, I think oh, that's yeah. a little too high before that other, like before Rager and Ruggs, but getting him in the second round is great. So that's really good value. Um, same thing with Brian Edwards, a guy who could have gone mid round, went second to last pick. And then Ayuk going in the third. 
that's great value. And he got Claypool at 3.3, which um, if Josh Kelly was there, I would have said go with him. But, you know, to get Claypool at that spot, that's where he should go. So Chris did everything right on every single pick. I would not have made a single pick different than him. Um, the only thing I was going to criticize, if uh, Edwards was taken instead of Ayuk, I probably would have taken Ayuk over Ed and Edwards. But then he got Ayuk at 3.1. So it didn't even <laughs> matter. matter. It didn't even yep. matter. So um, I gave Chris an A minus. I thought he did a great job with his picks. I he texted me before the draft, all caps. I'm nervous. <laughs> well, and then he said, Chris. "I don't know who to pick." And I was like, "Let me help you." <laughs> and well, I offered, yeah. And then well. he was like, "No, no, no. I know who to pick. I'm just kidding." So, party Brentopolis actually had a great draft at a party. Good for wow. you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good draft. Um, my draft was interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I, I think, I think it fits. <laughs> I guess it fits what I was going for. So I think I I drafted to my strengths. Um, I gave myself a B, <laughs> but that's just because I think it's. If anyone else would have taken these players, it would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, except Jerry Judy, who I think is a great pick. Uh, Evans is just because I have Henry, and then Robinson is because I need all the Jacksonville running backs. And then I got rid of Herbert almost immediately, which I it fit my team's needs. I only had two. I only have two quarterbacks, <laughs> but the the Jacksonville Jaguars backfield is taking up so much of my roster that I just had to trade Justin Herbert because <laughs> I don't know who to drop on Jacksonville yet. So just had to to give Herbert away for some waiver cash at this point. Um, but yeah, I thought I had a, a good. Dra- <laughs> I guess I had a good draft. Um, traded away my second round pick a week ago or whatever. So to get yeah, this Jags, get the Jags backfield. I gave you a B. I thought it was good. Uh, same thing that you said. I thought you made every pick uh, just about right. Like it was every pick was about where you should have made it. Ju- Judy obviously going where he did is crazy. Like great value. As I see, Anthony just dropped DJ Dallas, which is funny. But um, I'm still not going to take him. But yeah, Judy, uh, where you got him is crazy. Like I've seen him go as high as like two or three. So yeah, you you made the right call there, obviously, because you were texting me all week. Am I going to take Rager? Should I take Jefferson? I was like, yeah, because I don't. I thought I seven. Yeah, I know. It's because I thought (laughs) because Sleeper finally fixed it today. But Sleeper, like I was just looking at the list and where Sleepers like had projected pick was which was my old pick, which was my ninth pick and not the yeah. seventh pick. Yeah. So I thought I went like two weeks. Like I had the ninth pick. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Like I thought Judy was just like out of the question for me for two weeks. And then Michael's like, are you not going to take Judy with seven? And I was like, I have seven. <laughs> I have Judy. What? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yep. So you made the right call. Judy's a great value there. Um, your team's so good, it doesn't really even matter. Yes, you got yeah. uh, Derrick Henry's backup, which is good. Like, it's good to have that, like a handcuff. And then I have no clue what to do, what to say about the Jacksonville backfield. I think the pick of Herbert where you got him is just about correct. You could have taken J- Van Jefferson or Keyshawn Vaughn, or but still Herbert at the end of the third for a guy who went, what, sixth overall? That's pretty good, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I have no clue what's going to happen in Jacksonville. Like, watch Devontae Freeman get signed, and then it just doesn't matter. 
Yeah, that that'd was be so sad. Sad. that'd be the worst situation for me, no that'd doubt. <laughs> but I gave you a B because I think James Robinson with your last pick, and I think if you're really gonna go all in on this Jacksonville backfield, I've literally heard positive things about every single one of those four. It's yeah. just really hard to follow. <laughs> it's just gonna be like what the hell? we're just gonna have to see what the hell happens. And like week one, um, Armstead can't even play week one because he's on the COVID list. So we oh, great. so I'm. So I'm going to have to wait to week two to figure out, like, okay, well, is Armstead possibly the guy as well? So, yeah, I'm still going to have to wait two weeks to drop people at this point. But hopefully it works out. Hopefully it's not, like, too much of a committee. <laughs> hopefully, like, I, at least I have some value so I can trade them and not drop or something like that. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I gave you a B. You did fine. You did good. Um, last guy. Charlie Sears. Go ahead, John. <laughs> um, well, this is my least favorite draft, <laughs> personally. Um, I gave him a C. Um, yeah, I don't like two. I like Tua. I don't like Tua there, I, especially with Ayuk. Like, it, yeah, I would much rather have Ayuk than Tua. Um, Van Jefferson's um, actually probably his best pick out of the, these three. But Donovan Peoples-Jones, obviously, of the last pick of the draft. I know where Charlie's coming from. Just like, well, I'm a Michigan fan. I'm picking Donovan Peoples-Jones here. It's the last pick in the draft. I can choose whoever I want. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, I don't think he's going to be great. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess he, he, had the, he, had three pretty, he had three pretty bad picks, in my opinion, I guess. So I gave him a C. Not a fan of Charlie's draft. I gave him a C as well. Um... I don't think Tua at the end of the second is a bad pick because I, I, I love Tua. I think like this is a really unpopular opinion, but I think he'll be better than Joe Burrow, and I'm going to stand by it. I've said it since the beginning, but Ayuk was on the board. you got to mm-hmm. take Ayuk there. Like Your team mm-hmm. is not deep enough not to take Ayuk there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I've gone back and forth because, again, look at his quarterbacks. Like They're all old. They're all really old. So, That's like, true. Could be good for him. It's not a terrible pick. So that's why I didn't give him lower than Shaky. Um, Van Jefferson, I thought, was fine. Um, I would have gone Keyshawn Vaughn there, but Van Jefferson will contribute quicker than Keyshawn Vaughn. So that's fine. This sounds so weird. I'm going to rail him for his last pick. Not even because he's a Michigan guy, but because Cole Komet was still on the board. And Uh. if if you don't know, Cole Komet was a second-round pick by the Chicago Bears. And yes, are the Chicago Bears smart? No, no, no. The Chicago Bears are idiots. But still, they they invested second-round draft capital. They're going to play this guy. Like, he's going to be used. And you could have gotten him at the last pick of the draft. I kept sitting there in the fourth round like, is anyone going to take Cole Komet? Then no one did, and I picked him up. So that's why I give him a C. I probably would have given him more like a B- minus if it wasn't for the last pick, which is super weird, but like... (laughs) <laughs> Cole Komet was there. Like you need a tight end, so I gave him a C. All right. Well, overall, lots uh, drafts went better than I thought. I think it went better than last year for a lot of people. I think we had more of a average, average people doing pretty well in comparison to last year. Agreed. Some, yeah. So. Um, nice. Well, it's yeah. time. The Power inaugural rankings. Power Rankings. 
First power rankings of the year. What a jam-packed show. Holy cow. It is. It's a really packed show. We gotta we'll have to keep the pace up because I think yeah, we're at like 35 minutes already. And we gotta go through <laughs> power rankings and preview. Predict. So we're right. trying to get this under an hour. <laughs> Let's try to do it. Well, um all right, I guess we'll start with number ten. Um who is Alex for me. Um yep. obviously didn't finish last last year, but um <laughs> because of Tom. Uh, yeah, Alex, he's still, there's still a lot of things that are going to have to happen for this team to be anywhere close to good. While we both thought his draft was great and he, and Michael said he had the best draft. Um, you, you take a look at his roster and it's still pretty bad. So, um, I, I personally, I don't know. I'm still the Alan Woods trade he just made was it. I think it was still super even. It's hard for me to, to now, obviously Alan got signed like almost right after that trade to an extension, which is good news for Alex. Uh, so it, it's just quarterback trouble for, for Keenan Allen at this point that makes me worry about him. And then, yeah, the rest of he's got rugs in now in his starting lineup. Rest of his team, not that great, obviously. Carrion Johnson was going to benefit a lot from Swift being a little banged up, but now AP's there, so I'm even more worried for Carrion Johnson. Um which is sad. Derek Cohen, obviously not great. Yeah, not not <laughs> this roster's still bad, even though he had a good draft. Okay. Um I'm yeah, I have him at ten as well, but you know, it's not as much of a drop off as it used to be. I thought the Keenan Allen trade is fine. Um I think for Dynasty he actually wins that. Because Keenan Allen, he's a little bit younger and he just got extended and you know, if Justin Herbert turns out fine, he'll be okay. Like Van Jefferson was drafted basically to take over for Robert Woods. So we'll see. Um, you know, I think Henry Ruggs is good because if he turns out well, that's a good flex play. I think Damian Harris could turn into a decent flex play as well. So um, while well, I've got Alex at 10, I think it's a miracle that he's listed as a 22% chance to win week one. So uh, <laughs> I've got him at 10, but, you know, I'm a little more optimistic. I think he might be able to win a game or two this year. That's nice. That's nice to hear for Alex, probably. Yep. I like uh, it. This is a really positive Alex show here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really positive. We're really high on Alex. Yeah. Um, okay. And me and me and um, actually, Mary, are you printing stuff out? <laughs> All right, Michael, I'm going to mute my microphone. You talk about your number nine first. Okay, I will. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Shaky's chin here. So, um, you know, for me, honestly, six through nine, nice, is all pretty close. Um, I, you know, I don't love his team, but his starting lineup isn't that bad. If he's playing Zach Moss in there instead of somebody else, uh, like a Julian Edelman or uh, Deontay Johnson, I question it. But, you know, he's got Cam Newton coming back. He could be good. Like, his starting lineup's not that bad, but... I just don't love the team in general. Like, I think he just has guys on here where I'm kind of like, why are these people on your roster? So we'll see if he drops them because he is six players over the roster limit. But again, he's he's got a 27% chance to win week one. So that's better than I thought he had. Um, he's at nine for me. Yeah, he's at nine. I have the same nine as you. Um, yeah, I, I I also agree with you. I think six through nine, actually five through nine for me were very close. Um, 
but I got yeah I don't know I I, I like his roster I, I definitely think out of these teams he has the most potential to to drop off here um yeah not a big fan um he has Cam Newton though who is the New England starting quarterback officially it's a really curious situation um, <laughs> yeah okay at number eight I have Quinn um and again, this is all really close. Uh, Quinn's got a really nice week one lineup. I think week one, Quinn is going to pop. Um, but no, he's got a nice starting lineup outside of Marlon Mack, who is kind of, you just don't know what you're going to get out of him at, at first. Um, no, he's filled out his team pretty nicely. He's got some high upside players, um, especially with like Tyler Higby and Hollywood Brown. It's going to kind of depend on how these guys progress and what the role is for Marlon Mack. I think that's going to be really dependent or that's going to be really um, determinant of how his season plays out. So Quinn's at eight, but it's close. Um, at eight, I have our reigning champ, Charlie Sears, actually. What? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I have completely dumped this man on his draft and now I will dunk him in the power rankings and he will not be happy to hear this he won't straight up wow um I'm not a fan of his flexes I I like the rest of his obviously I like Saquon and Kenyon Drake they're great um Chris Godwin is amazing but honestly we've heard way more about Mike Evans I feel like since this Tom Brady trade happened which I don't like for Godwin I don't like that for Godwin um, he's still great, but it seems like Tom Brady likes Mike Mike Evans a little bit more, which it, it was seeming like Winston like Godwin more last year. So I don't think that's a good sign for Godwin. Obviously, Godwin DK Metcalf. Right? He, he was hurt in practice. He missed a few practices here. But, uh, okay. So that's not great, but yeah. Anyway, sorry yeah. to interrupt you. Um, obviously, tight end situation not great with Eric Ebron now on Pittsburgh, um, starting for for him right now he picked up jimmy graham don't think that's great either though um yeah i'm not i i think it's still super close Avi. i mean I, I think it's close like we're saying but i also not a fan of sony michelle um ty hilton is every year gets worse and worse and i'm not sure if he's uh, philip rivers i think is a good addition to the colts but i don't think it's going to help him that much um, especially with Pittman joining. I think Pittman might be able to take over here in Indianapolis. Interesting. So, yeah, I, I think um, I, I'm putting Charlie at eight. Okay. Um, I have Tom at eight, or seven, excuse me. I'm on seven. I have Tom at seven. Um, yeah, I think quarterback is not great for him, but now he's got – um, Burrow, who he could he could put him in right away, but I think Minshew's not a bad week one option. Um, the thing I worry about with Tom is, again, his running backs and his second flex, so Ingram and Slayton. Um, the thing is, like, just New York, like, Slayton could be the fourth leading target guy in New York behind Ingram. and I mean, he could be the fifth, honestly, behind Barkley, Ingram, Shepard, and Tate. So then there's Slayton. Like, it's just kind of a mess. So I don't love Slayton in as a second flex. So he could put Akers in, but you don't know what his role is going to be in the, at the beginning. So it's a weird time for him. Um, and then Ingram, they said in, like, uh, John Harbaugh came out and said, like, it's kind of going to be a split. Like, J.K. Dobbins is going to have a big role. So 
Like, we don't know what that means for Ingram and what he looks like. I think he'll be fine for the first few weeks, but um, it's kind of a lower upside guy, so I have Tom at seven right now. Nice. Um, I have Nick at seven, um, which is tough to, to look at a Lamar Jackson roster and put him at seven is always hard. Um, but I do think he will, as the weeks go on, improve. I just don't like some situations he's got, like Melvin Gordon, the news this week on on um, Philip Lindsay seeming to basically share the backfield with Melvin Gordon does not bode well for Melvin Gordon. Um, obviously, he's not depending on Melvin Gordon that much. He did pick up James Conner, who I think is his best running back. Apparently, Gurley's been doing well, um, but it's Gurley and he has arthritis. Um yeah, he's got Will Fuller at his wide receiver too right now, which I'm not the biggest fan of as someone who has owned Will Fuller at some point. Um, yeah, I think I think he has good upside, especially with his draft. It, it might take a little bit for his draft picks to get online, and then I think he, moving forward, he can look good. Maybe he can make some more trades going forward as well to improve his team here. If if some of his big, like if I don't know if Todd Gurley starts doing well or Kareem Hunt starts doing well maybe you maybe you trade him because I don't know if that can last um when Kareem's up against Chubb and and Gurley has arthritis so um yeah I got Nick at seven for now but I do think he will rise as the season goes on I agree I think he's heading in the right direction um yeah I I also agree with what you said about those those couple running backs just getting rid of them if they show some potential because now's the time to do that like that's mm-hmm. Hunt. You know, Hunt's the guy that maybe next year he gets a more featured role somewhere. But Gurley, especially, like that arthritis is not going away. His yeah. injury history is not going to get any better. So we'll see what happens. Sell him to somebody who's contending um, and see how it goes. Um, at six, I have Charlie. I had him at five until you started talking and you pointed out <laughs> some things to me. And I was just like, oh, God, yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, <laughs> For me, this is more more so about the uh, Kenyon Drake injury. Um, he hasn't really been practicing a whole lot. He finally came back, but um, you know, if Kenyon Drake's banged up, this team does not have much depth behind him. So he's one injury away from not being very good. Um, Sony Michelle is another guy I don't love this year. I just think it's really crowded. If I had to bet on anybody, it'd actually be Damian Harris. So. I don't know what to do with Michelle. I really have no clue. So, um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm questioning him generally. Yeah. So I I don't know. I can't put this team super high. I think I've got to put him a little bit lower. Um, so he's at six, despite being our defending champion. Yeah, that team just depends too much on Barkley, Drake, and Godwin, in my opinion. And I guess maybe Metcalf. Um, I think the rest of his team, even like the fact that, I don't know, just the rest of his team is just sketchy and he doesn't have depth at all. So, no. Um, where are we? You six. Have six. Yeah. I'm at, I have Tom at six. Okay. Um, Thomas Meyer, obviously Zeke. And I completely agree with you on Ingram worried about Ingram, but Zeke, Michael Thomas, great one, two punch right there that's enough to to get you a lot of points I, I think with tom he's got a lot of players with a lot of potential especially on his bench even um 
and it's just going to be about hopefully figuring out who exactly fits in a starting lineup somewhere at some point in the season. Because, yeah, I'm not sure about Slayton in that flex. I'm not even sure if Chark is going to be in his flex at some point this season. Like, I'm not sure about most of these people in his starting lineup right now besides Zeke and Thomas and these obvious ones. There's some, like, Fant I'm not certain about either. But obviously, I think they all have potential to be good, which is why I have them at six. I'm going to disagree with you about Chark. I think Chark's going to have a really good year. I mean, the, the thing that it tells me when they cut Fournette is that they don't, they want to pass and they want to pass a lot. And okay. they're going to be down a lot. So I don't think Chark's going to wrap up, rack up the touchdowns, but like that's the number one target for Minshew. And I mean, until Chenault season, which is coming soon. Um, <laughs> but no, that, I mean, seriously, I think they're going to throw a lot. I think Minshew's yeah. going to really throw a lot to Chark and Chenault. And I think they'll both have pretty decent seasons. I think Chark will be obviously the number one guy, so he'll have the best season. So I think Chark at a flex is just fine. I think he's a wide receiver too at worst. Um, mm. So I'll, that's the only thing I disagree with, though. I obviously have Tom lower, so I don't know what else to say. But uh, <laughs> I have Nick at five. Um, a lot of the things you said, like it's it's close. I think – the five through the eight and even the nine range is really close. Um, you know, it just kind of depends on how these older running backs do. I think Melvin Gordon and Kareem Hunt, really questionable. I think Gurley's just going to see so much volume that he'll be fine. And then Will Fuller is the other guy that it's like, he could be really good or he could be Will Fuller from the, the <laughs> past and get hurt and like not play. Like, is, we saw him. He's have, always he's always Will Fuller. He will always, never not be. <laughs> you know what I mean. I hope um, <laughs> that one forty-seven point game, though, that won me, that scored me whatever, like the record amount of points against Anthony, though. <laughs> Fuller will forever be seven points. He will forever be that guy that I randomly decided to put in when he scored forty-seven points to take I, down Anthony. <laughs> I made fun of you for playing Will Fuller. I was like, why are you playing Will Fuller? Like, he's so inconsistent. And he scores 47. And Bo, it was because I was hanging out with Brock, and me and him were like, I hadn't seen him in a while. And he was like, you know what? Let's just both, we were like watching the Houston game. We are like, let's just both put Will Fuller in our starting lineups here. And I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. And we just like, he popped off. It was so amazing. That's such a fun, that's so cool. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but no, I mean, he, he's he got Lamar Jackson, so, like, that just terrifies me playing against him. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think James Conner is really good, too. I think he's going to mm-hmm. have a good year. I think he's the best of that, like, Gurley, Bell, Gordon, um, you know, he's kind of in their Conner, David Johnson group. I think Conner is kind of at the top of that, leaning more towards that second tier of running backs. So, um, yeah, I've got Nick at five. I'm scared of him week one, but... You know, the last thing I said to him when I left Chicago was, uh, I'm going to kick your ass week one, so I have to do it. <laughs> you got to. got to do it. Um, yeah, who's your uh, f- five? Quinn. 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 I mean, <laughs> I've decided to pick Quinn at my five, baby. Let's go. Oh. I'm just, I mean, obviously it's mostly probably just type because i'm excited <laughs> Quinn has a good team i think he has a good team this year um i think grabbing russell wilson was great now he's got a great quarterback um i think russell wilson, was russell wilson top three quarterback or top five yeah he was three i think 
So he did really well last year. I think he'll continue to do well. I really, really like Austin Eckler this year. Really like him. Um, so I think he's got a great RB1 there. In fact, I took him. He's my RB1 in my family league this year, so I'm, I'm with him there. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Carson um, having struggles. He's not. We don't know exactly if he if he is that guy. But I, I still think Carson's good. I think he's a fine RB2 to have. Um, hopefully, Marquise Brown sh- shows up big this year. He's, Quinn's going to need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like Mostert a lot, too. I like Quinn's running back situation, but he's still got some great wide receivers, too. Quinn, you're, you've improved your team a, a, a lot. So I, <laughs> I'm giving you the Isn't five Isn't it amazing spot. how far he's come? Yes, it is. We were looking at that roster a few years ago, like Alex's roster now. It might yeah, have even been worse. Yeah. And we were just like, what's he, what is he going to do? He's got, Renfro, he's got Renfro, too, who I think is a great sleeper this year. Yeah, despite them adding all those other players, like it sounds like Renfro is still going to be involved. So, And he's going mm-hmm. into year two, so he might be ahead of some of those guys that you don't think he's going to be. So, no, I, I agree. I like Quinn's team. Um, it's really close for me. I have no clue what's going to happen. I think he's going to start 1-0, too, which is great. So he'll probably rise <laughs> up pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, number four, like we probably talked about, I think four through one is not clear Another cut tier. where people are. But, yeah, that's a new tier. Um, <laughs> I have Anthony there at four. Um, I think his running back depth definitely took a hit without Fournette because um, you don't really know how, where to put Fournette this first week especially. Um, but his lineup is still a bunch of all-stars. I mean, Diggs as a flex two, like he's complaining about it. Like, come on, man. Like, that's a great flex two. Like, <laughs> and Sutton as your flex is still good. Um, your tight end is good. It's not great. But then you have Galladay and Juju and Kamara and Chubb with Mahomes. Like, that's still a great team. Like, eh, his draft was good too, so I don't really know what to say. I think – you're going to disagree. I still think he should have kept Gibson, but um, just for running back depth. I mean, who's he going to play at running back? Yeah, true. Um, maybe if, I guess if um, Drake's injury actually lingers, maybe Chase, Chase Edmonds. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I like Chase Edmonds. I offered him a lot yeah, for me too. him. He likes Chase Edmonds a lot too, and he's smart. So who's your four? Uh, Anthony as well. Uh, yeah, he he is lacking a running back death. The Fournette thing sucks for him, to be honest. Especially yeah. like Fournette lands on Tampa Bay, and then the next day Bruce Arians basically says like, "Nah, that's not our guy." You're yeah. <laughs> just like, "God damn it!" Um, so I yeah, that's the Fournette sucks for him. I still I could see Anthony dropping lower throughout the season if if his players disappoint like they kind of did last year. Like Kamara disappointed last year for sure. Uh, people are expecting to do a lot better. So, as I mean, Chubb still has to compete with Hunt, which sucks. A lot of things not working out in his favor so far, which really stinks. I still love Galladay. I love Diggs and his new quarterback, Josh Allen, who's a stud. Yes. Um, so, um, and, you know, tight end situation not looking the best, but maybe Troutman does work out like you're saying this year, and that'd be great for him. Um, mm-hmm. It could go either way this year for Anthony. It just depends on whether or not, like Smith Schuster, also disappointed last year. It just depends on these players who are obviously really talented. If they all just manage to have the same bad season they they had last year, then Anthony 
probably yeah. drop a little more this year. Yep. And uh, it's crazy. I just thought about this. Uh, the top four teams all have like top five quarterbacks, which is kind of funny to me, just randomly. Mm-hmm. But no, I like Anthony, um, but not as much as these three teams. I have myself at three, so I'll talk about myself for a hot sec. I debated two and three. I think you at one was pretty clear cut. Spoilers, but. Um, <laughs> I have myself for three because of lack of depth at this point. It's going to depend a lot on what these rookies do, how Antonio Gibson turns out, how J.K. Dobbins turns out, and how Jonathan Taylor turns out. Like, if these guys are good and I can get freaking Le'Veon Bell out of my lineup, (laughs) then I think I could have a really good year, like a really good year. Um, But obviously I think I have a great starting lineup, so I think I'll be fine. Um, Miles Sanders, he was kind of banged up, but I'm not worried about it. Same thing with Tyreek Hill. Like, I think they'll both be good to go when they're ready. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at. Um, I have myself at three because of lack of depth. God, everyone's sleeping on Boston's got this year. Who's going to take over that role? Over no, no. <laughs> Um, at three, I actually have Chris and not you, okay. Michael. So okay. I'll talk about I'll talk about my hype for you in a sec, obviously. But um, I got Chris at three. I like Chris's team. Um, it's obviously great, and he had a really good draft. Um, and I'm glad he had a good draft because um, I do think I I think some of his player like Rob getting Robert Woods is good. Not sure how long Robert like Robert Woods has been consistently pretty good. There's a chance Robert Woods could be good enough where he's like doing better than Cup even. But there's also a chance, like you said, he gets taken over by Van Johnson. He's he starts falling off a little bit. It could go either way with Robert Woods. Terry McLaurin. I obviously had him at one point. I think he's really good, but he's on the Washington football team is my only worry. Um, so I'm glad he had a good draft because he's he's got some players here in his starting lineup right now that I could see him needing to replace. Um, yeah. But besides that, obviously, he has Christian McCaffrey. I'm super high on Kyler Murray this year. I love Kyler Murray. Um, second year. It, yeah, like, there are a lot of people predicting Kyler Murray could be, like, the Lamar Jackson of this year. Don't know if it's that high, but I still think he's really going to be good. Um, he got Hopkins from me, who I who I think will end up being pretty good. Um, obviously, I traded him, so I'm a little biased towards <laughs> hoping yeah. he doesn't do that well. Um, but I still think he'll do well. Um, and maybe, who knows, maybe Rojo is the guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, um, I agree with everything you say. I'll just I'll summarize. He's my two. Um, I'll summarize in a few words. David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, and Odell Beckham Jr. are on his bench. That's all I need to say. That's all I need to say. Um, he's that good. So, yep, he's two. Uh, sorry, Chris, I'm not going to talk about you that much. You know what I think of your team. So, um, number one for – oh, wait, no. I mean, I, I got to talk about just, you. Got to oh, talk about okay. you at my two. You, you're my number two. Um, I'm Yeah, and, and I'm just riding – obviously, we just had the draft, so I'm riding that hype a little bit. But I really, I really love CEH. I like Miles Sanders this year. All jokes aside about Boston Scott, I joke about Boston Scott because I, I think I like took him or like had him in some other league because I was like, oh, this guy's gonna be good this year. Um, yeah. But no, uh, Devontae, your wide receivers are still studs, and Hill, Adams, and Evans, like those are three top ten wide receivers right there. That's nuts. And then you have Ceh who. 
everyone's taking first round in their redraft leagues now, obviously. Like, everyone thinks he's the guy in Kansas City, and I agree. I think he looks great. Dak, fantastic fantasy year last year. He's going to do it again this year. Kittle, like, that's the best tight end right there. Like, I'm, I'm super hype about your starting lineup right now, Michael. Um, obviously, bench is a different story. But as long as, as long as these guys in the starting lineup right now are going to continue starting for the rest of the year, then I think this team is going to be very hard to beat. I agree. I think if I keep my starters, I'm as good as anybody. So mm-hmm. we'll see about that. Um, number one, of course, is you. You are the projected. I, you're right up there with me for top points in week one. Um, What's the, what? What else is there really to say? You have, you know, three top five, top ten running backs. I would say maybe not top five. Um, yeah, Mixon's probably not five yet. Yeah. And yet. Then, <laughs> yet. And then you have Julio Jones and DJ Moore, who I believe are both top ten receivers, um, and Allen Robinson, who I probably would think is another top ten receiver. So there you go. There's your starting lineup. <laughs> Um, you, you lock down the, the Jacksonville backfield, so that's good to hear. Um, my entire bench at this point. Honestly. But, no, and, like, again, I can say this about Chris. I can say it about you. Jerry Judy's on your bench. Like, or not Jerry Judy. I'm sorry. Cooper Cup. But Jerry Judy's also on your bench. <laughs> yeah. Cooper Cup's on your bench. Like, that's all you really need to say. Cooper Cup was the number three receiver in fantasy last year, and he's on your bench. Like, <laughs> what the hell? So, yes, you are clearly number one um, to start the year, but I'm coming for you, John. I am coming oh, yeah. for you this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, my biggest weak point is <laughs> I still have all the nicknames there. Um, injuries. So, hopefully, injuries. that does not happen this year. But um, Yes. And hopefully, Deshaun Watson has gotten rid of bad at football disease. <laughs> hate bad at football disease. <laughs> it's the worst. Because if, if not, I'm just going to have to start start Josh Allen at some point in this season. I still I still have that debate in my head every week. Like last year at the end, of, I feel like I, would, I wouldn't have won against Charlie. Obviously, he destroyed me. But I would have maybe had a better chance if I started Josh. Josh Allen does not put up big numbers like Deshaun Watson can. But he's way more consistent. Like Deshaun Watson will put up duds. Um, but Josh Allen never does. He just always consistently will get to like to at least 15 points, whereas Deshaun Watson scores six points in the championship game. I'm just like, Deshaun, come on. Are you serious right now? Let's go, man. Come on. We need you. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I really like the rest of my lineup a lot. And like a lot of great things happened contract-wise for a lot of my running backs as well. Mix mix an extension, Henry extension. Like, yeah, a lot of great things happen in the offseason, too. So, so far, it's looking like a lucky year. Hopefully, it continues. Yeah, um, we'll see about Cook. That'll be the interesting one. If he yeah. gets an extension, then you're just, you're you're unbeatable. I mean. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> but we'll see. But we'll see. So, all right. Week one, I know we're a little over an hour, so we can kind of run through this. Um, but this has been a really fun podcast, so I feel like people will still listen this long. Mm-hmm. When you're hyped for the season, when you're hyped for the season, you'll listen to so much fantasy football content exactly. until you go to sleep every day. So, okay, um, week one. Let's start with, I think the game of the week: Anthony versus Chris in a Agreed. great matchup. Great matchup here. Um, you know, I'm gonna actually roll with Chris here, and 
I know Kyler Murray's playing San Francisco, and that's pretty scary. But you have McCaffrey against Las Vegas. You have Jacobs against Carolina. So McCaffrey and Jacobs are playing against each other. So I think they're each going to score a lot. Um, Let's see here. Andrews is a nice matchup. Robert Woods is a decent matchup. It's not great. And uh, Terry McLaurin's in also a decent matchup. I just I, I like Chris's team better. I like his starting lineup better. So I'm going to roll with him. Nice. Um, before I make my pick, I do want to thank Michael for making an amazing custom schedule this year for the first year. Pretty great. Um, it was based off of where everyone finished, which I think is also great. Um, and we have a stacked lineup of first games with some uh, interesting storylines too. Yeah, I tried uh, to make the first week pretty fun, like a lot of like yeah. rivalry slash like interesting matchups. So yeah, and I think they're all they all pique my interest, um, especially this one. Anthony, Chris, obviously two great teams each year in Rice Dynasty facing off, and they're bound to be great again. I think I'm also going with Chris here. Um. Yeah, I just I think it's specifically I like Chris's flexes more this week. I don't know if Anthony's <laughs> going to start Fournette, um, but I I am scared of what role Fournette's going to have this week. Obviously, um, he's on a new team where the head coach just said that another person was their guy. So uh, hopefully, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm going to go Chris. I think I really like Mahomes versus Houston. I think that's going to be a very high scoring game on both sides. Um, yeah, I think Anthony will take an early lead in the matchup, and it'll yeah. look good for him, but then Chris will come back, so we'll see. Yeah, I agree there. Okay, uh, Quinn and Alex. Um, I'm going to roll with Quinny. Um, I think it'll be close, though. I think Cohen will get a lot of work in the first week with Montgomery Limited, so that'll be fun. I think if this is if Alex has a chance to win a game, it might be now, with you know Swift still injured and Cohen, like, taken over for Montgomery like now is the time Alex <laughs> you got this um, Alex has to hope that Marlon Mack just doesn't really play a whole lot and it's all Jonathan Taylor but I don't think that's going to happen in week one so I'm going with Quinn in a close game uh, yeah I'm going to go Quinn in a close game too Quinn picks up his first win I, I predict Eckler is going to just absolutely pop off and everyone in fantasy is going to be like why did we sleep on this guy again like what the hell are we thinking um, and I think Eckler will, again, Cincinnati will just, well, uh, absolutely pop. Um, I'm going Quinn here. Okay. I like Quinn. And um, I think Mostert will have a great game against Arizona as well. I agree. I think he'll get off to a hot start. And Arizona yeah. still doesn't have a great defense, even though they added in the draft. Um, Tom versus Shaky's chin. All right, here it comes. This is my first upset prediction of the year. Oh, I'm gonna boy. go with uh, I'm gonna go with Grant to upset Tom in Week One. Wow. I don't like Zeke against um, Los Angeles. I don't mm. like Mark Ingram against Cleveland. I think both of those are tough matchups, and uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Grant's first win in the Rice Dynasty. Um, wow. I know Rodgers and Jones both have difficult matchups, but I think Kelsey will feast. It sounds like Debo's going to be back. And as long as Grant doesn't play Zach Moss and instead chooses somebody else, I think he could win. Gosh, now this is making me really regret my choice. But I have to go with one upset, so let's go with Grant. (laughs) Um, I'll avoid the upset here, and I'll go Tom. Um, I do think Zeke has a little bit of a tough matchup, but I like the rest of his team. I like Jacksonville versus Indy. 
even though ND's defense has been pretty good. I, I like Jacksonville. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go Tom, but I do agree with you that I, I think Tom's matchups are not that great to the point where where I think it's possible that uh, we could see an upset here. Um, I haven't talked about Devontae Parker at all, which I do think Devontae Parker is also being slept on pretty hard um, yeah, with his really finish last year. year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his finish last year. Now he has an actual quarterback, so who knows what he can do. He still asked Ryan Fitzpatrick at the beginning. Oh, yeah, true. Forget. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, next up, I'm going to go myself versus uh, Nick in a rivalry matchup of friends. Same with Tom and Grant. Like, it's, you know, the new guys in the league against the people that added them to the league. So it's a fun theme for the first week. Uh, I'm going to roll with myself, even though I think Lamar is going to just pop. And I think Todd Gurley will have a solid week as well as James Conner. But I think... I'm going to overwhelm, hopefully, with the first game of the, the year with Clyde and Tyree Kill both having good games. We'll see, though. Um, I like George Kittle against Arizona, and conversely, I don't like Evan Ingram against Pittsburgh, and I don't like Melvin Gordon against Tennessee. Um, so I'm going to pray that Le'Veon Bell actually is the starter. Who knows? Otherwise, <laughs> Antonio Gibson's getting some early work. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to roll with myself in a close game. Yeah. I, Kittle. Yeah, Kittle, Hill, CH, they all have very juicy matchups this week. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'll, I don't know. I think this no, one will be very close. Yeah, I think this heart. one will be very close. Um, I still think, even if, I, I was going to say I think CH won't have the best week one. But even if he doesn't. I still think you can. I still. I still think you'll win, um, because I do think. I don't like Kareem Hunt that much. I don't like Melvin Gordon that much this week. Yeah, I. I still think you win. I think if any week Will Fuller could pop off, it could possibly be this one though. So maybe he'll get that fifty-point game, right, right here, right now. I think this one will be so close though. I think either. I think it could be a toss-up. Yeah, that Thursday game is going to determine a lot of this week, with <laughs> me having two guys and him having Will Fuller in. So. That's crazy. Yeah. But Kansas City just pops off week one every year, I feel like. So. I hope so. Yeah. We'll see. Okay, and now for the rematch of the championship last year. Rematch. John George against Charlie Sears. Huge. Um, this one, I don't think this one's going to be close. For who? I think, no, no. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think John's going to dominate this matchup. Um don't hold me to it, but, you know, I think Deshaun will get down early against Kansas City and have to throw a lot. I don't love Breeze against Tampa Bay. I don't love Barkley against Pittsburgh or Kenyon Drake against San Francisco. So I'm going to roll with you in not a very close game at all because um, I don't think the Colts are going to pass much. Jacksonville's awful against the run, so I think they're just going to hand the ball off to here comes Marlon Mack, here comes Jonathan Taylor. Like I think that's all they're going to do. So uh, I'm going to roll with you. I think DJ Moore has got a nice matchup. Uh, obviously, Julio Jones is a decent matchup. And Darren Waller has a juicy matchup. So I'm going with you. Yeah, I think I, I, think I get my revenge right here in week one. I, I get, in the schedule, I do get to play Charlie twice. So if I don't win this one, I'll have another chance. But I, do, I like all my matchups this week. I think they're delicious. And I think Charlie has some pretty... Oh, very hard matchups, in my opinion. 
Um, and even Sony Michelle, um, um, I don't know how well Sony Michelle will do either. Like, I, I just think, I think this is a tough week for Charlie and now he has to defend his title against me. Well, not really. I would love to take his title if I won this yeah, match. Yeah, week one determines the title. No. This one, but, yeah, this this one's going to be different than the championship. I'll tell you that. Everyone on my team is going to be fine this time. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Please I've got him next week, so you better sick. knock him down hard. Knock him down so he doesn't want to get back up. <laughs> no. Knock him down. So. I will. I will. All right. Well, that's it. Um, that's. I think that's it. We didn't get it under an hour, but this was a really good episode. Yeah, we. Had, we I mean, there's just so much to talk about. It's week one. Everyone's hype. I think this is the one episode we're allowed to go over an hour. Yeah, I agree with that. I think going forward, we'll try to keep it under an hour, but draft grades definitely made it longer. Yeah, which was a last-second addition, but I still liked it a lot. And I it think everyone fun. will. Everyone yeah. will appreciate it. And I think, from what I've heard, most at least Charlie just skips forward to the parts where we talk about him and then skips the other part to the next part where we talk about him. So, so I don't think the length will matter too much for him at least. Not for Charlie. Oh, that's funny. Um, wow. Wow. It's week one. I can't believe we're here. We made it. Um, God, take us out, John. All right. Well, uh, good luck to everyone in, in, in the rice dynasty this year. I'm, I'm super excited. We've got some great, of course, new rules this year. We got a, We got some new, players that are hopefully committed to this league fully um we'll have a full 10 and a very fun year with it i think it might be one of our most competitive yet so good luck to everyone out there thanks for listening